Hello and welcome to Tactical Startup. I'm your host, Taylor Darcy. Today, we're going to be talking about automation and what it can do for your business. This is one of those things that you can really get lost in the weeds on, but it's important that every business owner recognize the benefits of building processes and systems into their business and not just trying to do everything themselves, especially when you consider especially when you consider that when you first start out, you are a one-man band. It requires all of your effort to do many different things. And so setting up automations and automatic procedures and using virtual assistants to supplement and to help you will give you the result that you're looking for. Namely, especially when there's something that can be automated and it should be automated. But let me be very clear on that. You shouldn't automate something just for the sake of automating it. You should automate it for the purpose of improving customer service, improving customer retention or client retention, or reducing your load so you can focus on the things that matter most to you. For instance, for me, I would much rather sit in a consultation with my client and spend an hour discussing how to improve their business than I would to sit there and worry about emails back and forth or making an appointment. And so I use things such as Acuity Scheduling. You can also use Calendly, but I use Acuity. You'll find it in one of the links below as a way to help manage my calendar. So I have blocked off things in my calendar that the public doesn't see that people can can click on the link and schedule an appointment when I'm available without having to go back and forth of when, oh, when's good for you? Oh, this time? Okay, let me send you a calendar link. Everything gets automated through that. And it saves me countless hours a month to have them do that. And so it gives me the opportunity to spend time doing the things that, number one, make me money. And that's the truth for every small business owner. Automation should be the the thing you do, the means to the end, not the end, right? You should be focusing on improving your client experience or include improving your customer service, improving your products, doing the things that make you money, not the things that don't. And to that end, you want to make sure that you want to make sure that you're not sacrificing client experience for automation. In other words, don't automate just and, and willy-nilly. Automate the things that you can in order to take things off your plate so that you're not wasting time or spending time on things that aren't bringing you value or not bringing your clients value. So automation is great. In fact, one of the things that you should focus on, especially in today's world, is email automation. Having Setting up procedures and processes so that drip campaigns, so that you can stay top of mind with people. Because one of the ways that people will sign up for a list and then never hear from somebody again, and then you're missing out on the possibility of being hired by them simply because you weren't staying, you weren't focusing on the important thing, right? The whole point of an automation is should be improving the customer experience and or improving customer relationships. For instance, if you have a, a list of three or four or 500 or 1,000 people, it's not possible for you to email individually each one every time. And so you're going to need 
uh, a program for that. Active Campaign, MailChimp, ConvertKit, all of these different email marketers will give you the option to send out email blasts to help people to remember about you and to announce new products. There are a lot of times when you do something new and exciting, but if you don't tell anybody about it, then they don't know and they can't support you. And case in point, I purchased, it's through, it's called Streamer Templates because I wanted to be able to build a live stream. And that's one thing that you'll see on this channel every weekday at 11 a.m. I go live. And part of that was because I was able to get customized streamer templates and they made it to my business. And you can get semi-customized ones and you can customize them yourself. And it's just really super amazing. But had they have not emailed me about it to tell me that they existed, I was on their list somewhere. I don't, I don't remember. But if they hadn't have emailed me about it and told me that it, they existed, I would have never have known. That sale is directly attributable to that email campaign that they sent out. Now, I am not saying, like, here, here's one of my big pet peeves with, with this. When I friend somebody on Facebook or I friend somebody with LinkedIn and they add me to their email list and then send me a blast without me asking to be on their list or not even consenting, not even considering for a moment that I would want that. We've had no other relationship other than the two-second, hey, maybe I might know you for this, and then you add me to your list, I, I will immediately unsubscribe. Just, no thank you. It's not worth it. You haven't built any type of relationship. And more importantly, talk to me first. Ask me if you can send me your uh, newsletter or put me on your email list. Because I might have said yes, but you didn't give me the choice. So do to others what you would like them to do to you. If you don't like that type of thing, then don't do it. And that's a big pet peeve in business is a lot of lawsuits, a lot of things happen. Not because the product was bad, that does happen quite a bit, but because the management took a, a, an approach that put profits above people. And I get the whole shareholder primacy rule and whatnot. But at the end of the day, if you end up costing your shareholders millions of dollars, um, in fact, the most recent episode was Goldman Sachs. They, they're they having to spend $174 million and, and it's going to cost their shareholders lots of money as well as their executives because they made some bad choices. You just can't do that. You can't expect the people to to... You can't expect to make bad choices and have it not adversely affect your business. And so I would encourage you as you're automating things, as you're looking at ways of automating, for instance, Facebook, uh, they have messenger bots that you can send out. They can help you automate and help people to join you in live streams or uh, schedule appointments, that type of thing. Those are very valuable because they can take the place of you having to do everything yourself. But again, don't let it hurt the customer experience. Don't let it hurt the customer relationship. After all, I, I was on a live stream earlier today with uh, Live Streaming Pros, a company I've mentioned before. Very valuable company, very live streaming pros. That is, they give tons of value. I love supporting them. That's why I send them out. I'm part of their Streamer Accelerator Academy. 
because I want to build a, a strong business that way. But David Foster mentioned a capture card. And to, so you understand what a capture card is. On most cameras that are non-USB webcams, they don't feed directly into the computer. In order for you to get it to be a live camera, a live stream, or, or even just a, a video camera of sorts, you have to plug it into a device called a capture card. And a capture card then decodes the signal and puts it into your computer for viewing. I'm using a capture card right now for the video version of this podcast. And this company, who apparently was a reputable company, company before, took this capture card, bought it off of Amazon for $20 or whatever, that was a piece of junk and are repackaging it to the tune of $80. They have now torched that relationship. And they probably have torched many relationships because they were trying to make a quick buck. And because of streaming with coronavirus right now, it has caused people to need those more often. And so they're willing to pay higher prices and don't get me wrong, I'm not against supply and demand issues, but the end of the day is you want to make sure that you're not screwing over your client relationships to make a quick dollar. There have been countless instances of companies that have ended up in major lawsuits because they put profits above people. And Ford is notorious in many different categories of putting profits before people. And the Ford Pinto, a lot of people don't know that it was only an $11 piece that could have repaired the Ford Pinto to keep it from blowing up. But they chose, rather than they did analysis, they literally figured out how expensive it would be to fight the lawsuits and pay the wrongful death claims. And because it was cheaper, they decided that they would rather, and this is stupid, they would rather fight the lawsuit and pay the, de the wrongful death claims than to do the right thing. Don't be Ford in your business, especially with automations. Don't be Ford and make the choice that people are less important than profits. Another company that did something similar was uh, McDonald's with the coffee case. A uh, woman goes through drive-thru and she takes, she gets a cup of coffee, puts it between her legs and the lid pops off of it, which is known to happen. They may not have put it on correctly and she gets burns on her inner thighs and it, it, it wasn't good. And that's very sad. And here's the problem, though. People thought it was about money uh, issue, but it really wasn't. It was about McDonald's doing the right thing because McDonald's, the media never talked about this, so the, you won't hear this on the media. But McDonald's had been warned about this for several years. They'd been told to lower the temperature of their coffee. Their goal and the testimony of McDonald's employees was to keep it hot enough to reduce the number of refills so that people wouldn't drink as much of it. So they would offer the free refills, but as a cost-cutting and cost-saving measure, they decided that, that it was more important to hold on the few pennies worth of coffee than it was to keep to protect people. And so when she went through the drive-thru, 
and was burned on her legs and areas. She, the, the harm that was caused by that, and the reason why I went to trial was McDonald's refused to pay for her medical bills. And she was severely burned. We're not talking like a minor scalding here. We're talking like a good amount of burn on her. I believe it was third degree, if I'm not mistaken. And the, they fought it rather than just settling, which blows my mind as an attorney. I can't imagine fighting something like that because you're fighting someone's pain. And they could have settled at any time. So when the jury then came back with a multi-million dollar settlement, I don't remember the exact number, but I, th I think it was in the 40 million, something like that. There was this huge uproar. <clears throat> the media just blew it out of proportion, saying how she was money grubbing and how she all she wanted to sue was for the money and all this stuff. But what most people don't know or don't pay attention to was that it wasn't her that was asking for that settlement amount and it wasn't her that awarded it it was the jury that awarded her compensatory damages which is the damages to compensate her for the pain and suffering and then they were the jury awarded her what are called punitive damages punitive damages are meant to punish okay so the goal was the most of the damages was to punish mcdonald's for their blatant disregard of people you don't want to be on that side of things where you're getting sued for disregarding human beings and lives and who they are. That's not the place you want to be. Now, those are extreme examples. So I'm not suggesting that anybody will be doing those types of things. But I'm suggesting that as you work on your business and you're working on automating things and you're working on building your business and hopefully you're doing it intentionally, I've talked about on my youtube channel which if you haven't uh, please uh subscribe uh to youtube uh, as well as the podcast and I, I talk about getting capital and one of the things that people forget is that it has to be about what the investor wants but at the end of the day you need to have a good product and that product can't hurt hurt people that's the problem and, and that should be everything you do should be in that Automation should be able to help you deliver a good product. Automation should be there to help you deliver a consistent product. Henry Ford, when he created the, the Model T, he said you could have it in any color you wanted as long as it was black. And the, the assembly line started with him. And we've seen amazing things happen because of the assembly line. And I'm so thankful for it today because we've cut costs. We've raised... We've had some amazing inventions, the printing press being one of them that was not, obviously not the assembly line, but the idea that you could automate processes and you could make them better and improve them is, is the cornerstone and foundation upon which capitalism was built. The cheaper you can do something, the better you can do it. And the more profit that you can make, squeezing every last penny out of your business and absolutely by all means spend as much as humanly as spend as little as much as possible and get as much of a return on your money as possible that is huge please i am not suggesting to not make as much money on as little amount of investment as possible but what i'm suggesting is that 
when you sacrifice your client experience for the sake of an automation or the sake of getting ahead, you're really two steps forward, one step back in it. And I've just listed several examples that weren't necessarily automation related, but, but they were examples related to a failure in management. They failed to provide good customers experience at the behest of saving a few dollars. Imagine someone's life not being worth $11. And again, these are extreme examples, but I want you to think about that in context with your business and everything that you do. I want you to think about the benefits of automating, of having acuity, of having an email uh, responder. Another thing is a, a funnel. Having a funnel that helps guide people to your product or service. Okay, there's a, a company, and, and Russell Brunson is very famous for this, of creating a an easy way to get clients. That doesn't mean it's easier, I should say. That doesn't mean it's completely easy. It means you still have to set up these funnels and you have to set reminders and you have to set people forget, things happen. They wanna buy something and, and they get distracted. We live in an age where people are so distractible. It is so easy to go jump from one ship to another and and one idea to another. And so you really have to work on getting people's attention. And interestingly enough, it, it used to be three or four times that someone had to hear your name or see your name or see something about you before they would be willing to hire you for something. So you could get away with a lower volume of amount of, and, and I like to call them touches, a phone call, a chat, hey, a business card, a, a nice thank you note. Those are all still very valuable, and there are services that can automate that type of thing. I, I haven't found any recent for the thank you notes. Sending out a thank you note is, is a great way to help retain clients and retain loyalty. But at the end of the day, you want to focus on that client building experience. To give you contrast, and so here's two points. Number one, People give you three to five seconds on their website, on your website, before they'll turn the channel. That's it. That's all you have. Three to, to seven, three to seven seconds to get someone's attention, to give them a reason to keep scrolling. And, and it's 27, 28, the numbers are different, but it's 27, 28 of touches now that you have to have before people will pay attention to you electronically. Because we are so bombarded with social media. Now, I'm not disparaging social media. I think it's a great way to connect. I think it's a great way for people to know about you and to spend time with you and to develop your business. You can get to know people for free. You don't have to spend a ton of money on advertising these days. Now, Google and Facebook and Twitter all want businesses to monetize on there. They all want you to spend money. That's the way you can get there done faster. But if you have the time and you don't have the money, you can make it. You can make people see you and know about your products very well. I want to tell you a story about Gladskin, a company who sells cream for eczema. Now, to give you full context, three out of my four children, I have a, a six-year-old, a four-year-old, an almost three-year-old. He'll be three next week and a one-year-old and three of the four have eczema and two of them have very severe eczema and we have tried everything we are talking 
We've seen doctors, we've seen allergists, we've seen everything. The only thing, we live in an apartment, and the only thing we can't seem to find is a way to do a soft, a water softener. That's the only thing we've got left. We've tried the creams, the steroids, the oral medications, everything we can find, and nothing works, and it's very painful. It's hard to watch your child scratch until they bleed. It is hard to listen to them cry at night because of how much they itch. It is It breaks your heart every time. And as a parent, there's nothing worse than not being able to take away your child's pain, right? There are so many things I wish I could do to help them, but it's just nothing works. And so this company, Gladskin, they're not paying me for any of this. None of the companies I've mentioned are paying me anything. Keep that in mind. I'm not, not getting any benefit other than I'm passing along good information for my listeners for my podcast. Gladskin is a, they sell eczema cream. And my wife found them and we, we were willing to try anything. So I ordered the, the smallest jar or bottle of it and it was $35. And I'm like, if it works, great. I am happy to spend the money. But $35 isn't cheap for the amount of cream that they spent, uh, that they sent. It wasn't 35 uh, Let me put it to you in context. I can buy Eucerin, like, thick cream, two 16-ounce jars for 25 bucks. So for a 500 milliliter, not even that. I think it was like 350 milliliter. I'd have to look at the amount. It was $35. So it was extremely expensive. And I bought it and it, and my wife started putting it on the kids and we noticed an improvement. It wasn't perfect, but we noticed an improvement. And because three out of the four kids have eczema, it went, we went through it so fast, insanely fast. We went through it, I think in three days was the total that it took us to do, uh, that it took us to use that whole thing. So Gladskin, fast forward a week or two later, Gladskin sent me a, a message asking for a review. And I don't normally click on those types of things. I, it just doesn't, I, I don't have time and I spend it, I'd rather spend it doing a, a podcast episode or helping others. And the company read my review, and I put it honestly. I thought it was a great product because it really actually did help my kids with their eczema. And I, I was disappointed at how expensive it was because there's no way I could afford to go through that much in that short a period of time, even with the larger sizes that they had, because it was still, it was cheaper to get larger sizes, but it still wasn't cheap. So I, and, and that's what I told him in the review. I was honest. I thought it was a great product. It was starting to work and it just, it, it, there wasn't enough of it. Fast forward probably another week later and I get a email saying that Gladskin had shipped me a new product. And I thought, okay, that's a little odd, probably a mistake. I didn't think they would actually be sending me a product and they did. And I got in the mail and probably about a week after that, a one of their largest size Gladskin creams. Very surprising. And then the following day, it's funny that the package got here 
before the Gladskin did. The following day, I received a note thanking me for the review, telling me how grateful they were that I was able to review it, sad that we had run out of Gladskin, and they included some stickers for my kids. They sent me something that wasn't worth, it was worth a, a, quite a bit of money, but it, for relatively speaking, they did something that no one else had done. They went outside the box. They thought of better than just a thank you note for the review. I send all my new clients a, a gift as a way of saying thank you because I know of hardly any, if any, attorneys do that because I want them to know that I appreciate their business, that I'm not just here to take their money. I'm here to help them, and I'm here to help you. And that's why I started this podcast, because I knew that I couldn't reach as many people one-on-one -on -one as I could through this podcast. And so I wanted you to think about that, how you can automate your business in a way through email marketing, Facebook funnels, scheduling, however you need to, in a way so that you can do things like send personal notes to your customers, right? So that you can make a difference because they didn't have to do that. Just like I don't have to send a present. It's not like when you buy a Coca-Cola or something big that you're expecting to get a free something. And they have those cheeser contests that happen every once in a while. But at the end of the day, it's not really... They're doing it to get you to buy more Coke as opposed to getting you to appreciate them as a brand. Keep in mind how important it is to make that client experience, focus on that client experience, focus on that customer experience. Because if you build that relationship through not only automations, but customer care, not just service, we're not talking just service, customer care, you will never want or business ever again. You will be successful because people will continue to do business with you. And I will tell you right now, it is a lot easier to work with clients that I've known for a while than it is to get new clients because there's the whole trust factor. When they trust you and they know you and they like you because you've built that relationship over time, you will never want for, for clients or customers again because they will... They won't have any reason to go anywhere else. Let me end just by saying have a great week and you're going to hear lots more. I've got lots of uh, more guests coming. Last week you heard from Viviana Oropesa and we're going to be talking with lots of different people to help you with your business, help you grow and help you develop and looking forward to it. Until then, grow your business intentionally.